Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog Podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. I'm Melissa Edgington. Man, we're excited you're joining us for this uh, new adventure in the month of May. It's the first night of May Madness. This is May Madness, guys. May Madness. That's really original, you know. It's all about the alliteration. Yeah, but there's also March Madness. When I when you said May Madness, I thought of basketball. But from now on, when you hear madness, you're going to think of, you know, uh, I'm kind of tempted to think about the most important college sporting event of the year. <laughs> but I'm actually, for some reason, thinking about Chad and Melissa's month-long podcast marathon. So Chad and I decided we were going to challenge ourselves to podcast every day in the month of May. Which is why we're calling it May Madness, because if you look at my May calendar, it's crazy for us to try to do this every day, but we're going to do it. Every, but it's, you know, every month is crazy. Because who needs sleep? Who needs sleep? Yeah, we don't need that. No. Sleep we when just you're need dead. To, we just need to sit in our living room and talk. Exactly. Yeah, which is uh, so people can listen to it. So our theme of our May Madness is 31 Things to Teach Your Kids. Mm-hmm. So, like all parents, we have big ideas of what we think are good things to teach kids. Yeah, so basically what these are are like 31 of our opinions. Exactly. <laughs> Which is all our podcast actually is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we think we're right. <laughs> and in our rightness, our righteousness, our self-righteousness, <laughs> we're going to tell you how to raise your kids. <laughs> Because you're not doing a good enough job on your own. No, I always say whenever I'm speaking about parenting that we are not experts in parenting by any means. So all we are doing is communicating what we feel we have learned or what we've been taught by our own parents. Mm -hmm. and Or other other people that we know that do a better job than we do. So... um, This is going to be kind of a mix of things, all right? Some of it's going to be sort of theological, and some of it's going to be just... Practical. Practical. Nuts and bolts parenting, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Some of it's going to be the glory. Some of it's going to be the guts. (laughs) Okay. Gut check. So, yeah, I don't know. We're going to just try this for 31 days. That's a lot of podcasts. So in like the last two years, we've managed to do 50 podcasts. And in one month, we're going to try to do 31. It's crazy. So they're going to be short. So you're going to be able to listen to this while you brush your teeth. And then it's going to be over. People who (laughs) listen to our podcast just heard you say, this is going to be short. Yeah, total lie, total lie, total lie. I thought, you know, last Sunday I thought, I'm going to preach a 20-minute sermon. And it was like as long as all the other ones. Yeah. So, I don't know. We just say what we need to say. Do you think we talk too much? Uh, I I know I talk too much. I went and spoke at a thing in Burke Burnett, Texas a few weeks ago, and... I was stressing about it because they wanted me to speak for 45 minutes. And I thought, who wants to listen to me talk for 45 minutes? Who do you think you are, John Piper? And I, and I thought to myself, 
I have no idea how long that this is going to be. I might get up there and speak for 20 minutes. And then I spoke for 50 minutes. I know. <laughs> That's, is that the first time you've ever seen people try to cut their wrist with a butter knife while you're talking? Oh, man. They were probably oh, hating man. that. You know, I'm sure they loved it. I'm kidding. It is so weird, isn't it, when you're speaking and you can see people falling asleep? Yeah. I see that all the time when I preach. I think it just happens. <laughs> Sometimes I am that person. Oh, I've been that person many times. It's yeah. no offense to the speaker. I mean, you know. We're all tired. I get it. I, I do totally not take it. offense because I'm up late podcasting. I can't stay awake for your sermon. I've been tired since 2005. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> It's getting better. We had a baby turn six today, so six years that doesn't old. seem like a baby. It's like a kid, real kid. We no. got real kids. Yep. So we're we're so see we've. I told Melissa this the other day. You know we're kind of moving into a more legit era of parenting. I said we finally have a teenager. You know because now every time we've been talking about parenting for a while, people are like, oh, just wait, just wait. You guys wait till she's a teenager. <laughs> And then your whole world's going to fall apart. <laughs> and I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting. And, and you know, we've had issues. We've, I think we've, we've, we've realized some of the, uh, the stuff they're talking about, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just, that's just how every, because there's, it's not that the teenager's bad. They're not bad. But they're getting, they're, beco- they're becoming opinionated. They're like, I'll start a podcast. I can come up with 31 things you need to do better. <laughs> but you're like, yeah, because now your brain is developed where you can think critically about something. Right. And they just say what they think, you know. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, you know, with teenage girls, I think it's a lot of it has to do, what I've noticed is like a clothes, right? A lot of it revolves around clothes. I don't want to wear this. You should wear this. I don't want to wear this. You should wear this. I don't want you to wear this. I want to wear this. That's... Yeah. To me, that's like a big part of the teenage world. Well, the kids want to wear stuff. That—that's your impression. That's my impression. As um, you know, the world revolves around you while you're sitting on the couch. <laughs> so I'm on the couch, and I like you know I don't even really—I'll be honest with you—I have no idea what y'all are talking about. In my mind, that's an argument over clothes. I don't know what you're actually talking about because it sounds like Charlie Brown teacher to me. And I I can't function when I hear that mom-daughter exasperation taking place. Banter. Yeah, that exasperated banter. I'm just like, will you all stop talking to each other like that? I'm going to melt down. (laughs) What did I do to deserve this? All we were doing was discussing shoe choices. And, but it's but if you could hear the tone of voice, I don't know if y'all are intending to talk to each other this way, but it's like really, it sounds like you know you're working out like diplomatic relationships, nuclear it's because, deals. Let me tell you why. It's because when you have three kids, mm-hmm. there are times when you just want to say, "Do what I say." Could you just do it? Yeah. Just quit talking about it. Quit having opinions about it. Just do it. I know. But, th- but th- that's the thing about teenagerness. Opinions. Is they have an opinion now. Yeah. And and you know what? You want to kind of respect their opinion. Because sometimes they probably have good opinions. Yeah. This isn't even one of the 31 things. Bonus. <laughs> you guys got a bonus. Let's get started. Because we're going to try to keep these under 30 minutes. Yeah. There was well, one other. There was one other. There was one other weird thing, though, that I wanted to mention about 
Oh, boy. The clothing choices. That when you have three kids, and, you know, I don't help you much in the mornings. I'm trying to get myself ready. and that's It's a job. It's a job. So I take the kids to school. Don't get me started. Don't <laughs> even get me started. <laughs> so she gets them ready. I, I get them to school. That's our deal. We've had that deal for a long time. Right? Yeah. We just make it work. Yeah. And uh, It's all about compromise. It's all, it's all about compromises. What you can live with. But it's weird just the kind of things kids will come up with why they don't want to wear a certain kind of clothes. Like, I don't like the way these sleeves feel. And then you, like, feel up in the sleeve. This feels like every other sleeve I've ever felt. Well, I don't like it. I don't like the sleeve. I'm not wearing this sleeve. You know? Yeah. How do you, what is that? Paranoia? I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things. So, as you can tell from these stories, we are in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> we are living parenthood. And, we're uh, there. We're right, we're right there with you with all the sleeves and the sniffing and not blowing your nose and all that stuff we are there but parenting is great and so we've got 31 things we entered um 31 numbers into the random number generator and we're just going to pick these we've made a list and we're going to just go at random and then i entered them into the number generator and we got one and we decided to do the one right above it so you know what i wish I wish those random number generators had a sound. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Yes. Yeah, that's what they what need. What does that sound from? Like The Price is Right or something? I think it's just from like every old TV show that had a computer in it. Yeah. Right? Or No Whammies. Was that what the No Whammy sound? Press your luck. Was it the Press Your Luck sound effect? I'm too young for that. I don't know. That's what you say. You're pretty old. Okay, so number seven. Number seven. Okay, so this is one of my pet things to teach kids because it annoys me so bad whenever kids think they are too cool for things. Mm -hmm. So this one is teach your kids not to be too cool for anything. That's right. Because when kids think they're too cool for things, they miss out on a lot of fun and they're not very fun people. Right. Let's be honest about it. You want to raise a person that can ha- ha- have a good time. They yeah. can enjoy themselves. Yeah. At whatever it is that's going on. And you think about in your life, you've had friends like that. You've had friends, and hopefully you are this kind of person. Uh, you know, I would, I would assume that our, our fans, our listeners, uh, if they like this podcast, they don't take themselves too seriously. Right. Certainly don't take us too seriously, uh, I hope. But, you, you know, you want to be the kind of person that can have fun. Uh, and people think of you like, well, even if even if you're like, think of, don't make up a terrible scenario where you could still have fun. And you're like, being married to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say. This 20-year marriage. Say you lock your keys in your car. There, That's a great one. Yeah. Okay, so you lock your keys. No, wait, have I locked the keys in the car or have you done it? Either one. If you've done it, I'm <laughs> having a pretty hard time having fun with that. <laughs> but I'm going to make myself have fun. <laughs> if I've done it, I'm just like, I'm so stupid. I'm such an idiot. But yeah, you've got so. Okay, so the, this is what's happened. You can't change the fact that you locked the keys in the car. Yeah. So you got some options. You got like the Slim Jim, 
You've got the coat hanger <laughs> in the window. You've got call the guy. And call, now call I'm, the guy is my favorite. I'm in the kind of call the guy mode in my yeah. life these days. Yeah. But but look, the point is that if you lock your keys in your car, you can either throw a tantrum about it and make everybody around you miserable. Right. Or you can turn it into a a crazy fun with, memory. I'm going with the flow, know? and we got to get this. And now we have something that we have a challenge. We have to get the door open. Right. And there'll be some way to do that, and there'll be some time that it takes to get that done, and let's have fun. Right. Let's joke about it. Let's be lighthearted about it. So like, while I'm trying to manipulate, you know, we've done that before, haven't we? Like we're, we've been out there at night, and you're holding the flashlight. Don't you I, remember that time that we, um, <laughs> you had this crazy plan to put the coat hanger through the window to actually pull the little lock out. No, from to open the, no, it was to open the door handle. Oh yeah. And I got it. Yeah, you did. And that was that you made was a loop a, on your yes, yes. That was awesome, wasn't that it? That was awesome. So I had the I had the loop on the coat hanger and you had the flashlight. Yeah. And then cuz I couldn't get cuz it was a way that you couldn't pull up the lock. See, that, that was, was a fun memory. That was a fun memory and that was a major victory. Like <laughs> I'm not a very mechanical person, but I thought, you know, Figured the way you get out. that door open, it's locked. You, you just pull the handle. You just pull the handle. Yep. How do we pull the handle? I've yeah. got to fashion this coat hanger in such a way. And we yanked that thing back. And that was a very um, satisfying moment. It was. Just, just to get that door open and you knew we did not have to pay a locksmith to do that. That's so true. That was pure stupidity and pure genius mixed together. But that's not that's open. not even, you know, that's not even the most common kind of scenario that a kid will deal with that they need to not be too cool for stuff. I'm talking more about like when uh for instance we have a Wednesday night program at church where we sing and we dance and it's fun and crazy and wild. Well, I would say 95% of the kids have a ball in there singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Then you've got that 5% yeah. They're too self-conscious. They're too cool. Yeah. They're standing there with their arms folded. They're yeah. not having any fun. They're not the fun people in the room. You do not want your kids to be those kids. Okay, so how do I? Now some kids are shy. Let's let's now some kids are shy. Some kids are extra shy. So if I've got an extra shy kid, or in general, how do I make my kid one of those fun people? I think that it's about... How do I encourage them to be one of the fun I think people? it's partly about how you are. Ooh, I scenario. think you just hit the nail on the head, Mama. I think it comes down to Mom and Daddy. I think you have to be... Um, you have to not be too self-conscious or too cool yourself. you got to have fun. you got to be a fun person. And when it's time to get up and dance in the kitchen, you got to get up and dance in the kitchen. And I, I remember a day, you know, Adelaide was in the fifth grade, I believe, which fourth and fifth grade are some of the, like, those are the years when kids are starting to try to figure out, is that cool? Is that not cool? And they mm-hmm. get a little self-conscious and a little too big for their britches around mm-hmm. that time. And I went to the school on Halloween dressed in full costume. What were you dressed as? I was dressed in as a, you know, as 1950s, my big poodle skirt. Okay. You're a 50s girl. Yeah. And um, Adelaide saw me and she was immediately embarrassed. I could see embarrassed her, you know, eyes turned down and everything. 
But I decided I was going to try to use it as a way to teach her how to have fun. Mm-hmm. So I went in there, and I put on this accent like this, and I told all the kids that I was her Aunt Millie. Okay. And the kids, you know, of course, all knew that I was her mother, but they all played along, and it was hilarious. And before long, she was giggling about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I thought to myself, I even debated that morning, should I go do this or should I not? Should I be the kind of mother that doesn't embarrass her kid or should I be the kind that teaches her how to have fun? And I decided I was going to be the kind that embarrasses their kid. Yeah. And I think in the end, Adelaide has really learned. Adelaide is such a cool kid because she is really fun. Yeah, I think there's. you realize at some point that it's more fun to participate than just to watch. Exactly. And, and the only way that you – and the way you encourage your kids to do that is you participate with them. Right. When, when they're growing up uh, and when they're real little, if you'll do the fun stuff and get them in on the fun stuff. I remember there was a – oh, I don't even know what it was. Maybe like one of the Relay for Lives or something, and there was a – they were line dancing out in the football field. Yeah. And and I went out there with Adelaide, and we line danced in the football field. And we hadn't even been here that long. I don't know if they had – I assume, based on everyone's reaction, there has never been a line dancing preacher in <laughs> First Baptist Church of Olney. So it was such a big deal, it actually got in the paper. <laughs> so, so, so I was out there uh, line dancing and participating, and and you can you can see – that it surprises people, but it never does surprise our kids. Right. And so I think that leads them to, to like, I don't want them to be self-conscious about participating in things. Right. Because they're, because when you're focused on yourself in those moments, and I, and I struggle with that. I mean, I had to really kind of force myself to get out of being self-conscious about everything. It happened about seventh or eighth grade um, when I started playing guitar. I, I became less worried about what other people thought of me and I started enjoying doing things right. and that really changed my life. So you want to teach the kids to enjoy the thing because when we're planning things for the kids, whether it's at school or at church or for our family, we're not planning them because we want, because we're trying to embarrass the kids. Right. We're planning these things because it's going to be a great experience. And once they can trust in that, well, this is going to be, if, if we do this, it's going to be great. Yeah. Then, then they have those those kind of experiences where they're willing to try other things and do other things, and that I think turns them into fun people. Yeah, and they get an excitement about things. And I don't think it's about being an extrovert or an introvert. I really don't, because I have a lot of introverted adults that work with me in Wednesday night mm-hmm. who are out there dancing and doing mm-hmm. the motions, you mm-hmm. know. And I think maybe some of them, it's taken some time for them to get to the point where they feel comfortable doing that. But I think the environment that um, we've created there at Team Kid, where it's supposed to be wild and crazy, I think the longer that the kids and the d- adults have been in that environment, mm-hmm. the the more comfortable they've gotten there. Right. And so I think that it's up to us as parents to expose our kids to those kind of environments and to and to show them, talk to them about it. Who? What are the kind of people that that you're drawn to? When you right. walk into a room, you're drawn to the fun people, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so you want to be a fun person. You don't want to be someone who's naysaying everything or who's saying this yeah. is stupid. You want to be or, the person that's a good sport, that the, the yeah. person who, I'm trying to think how, how else I would describe it as fun. You know, everybody's got a different personality and some people aren't the life of the party, but if they will still, 
I mean, we've got some pretty introverted people that work in our church, and when it's dress up night, they come dressed up, yeah. and they and they enjoy it. So it's it's they're 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 participators. They're you right. know in they're in it with you, and, and they're not. And, and the main thing that I want for our kids is for them to realize how fun it is right. to just let go of that self-conscious, you know, posture and to just say, Hey, I'm just going to enjoy this and yeah. not worry about it and because not, yeah. the truth is other people aren't thinking about me. Yeah. They're thinking yeah. about themselves. Yeah, that's a big deal to teach kids. You know, no one is, nobody is really sitting around thinking about what you're doing. Exactly. In that room, most people are thinking about themselves. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about thinking about yourself because no one of what other people are thinking of you because they're not thinking of you. Right. They don't care what you're wearing. Right. Um, and that's, those are hard things. Those are really hard things to teach kids. So you know, you've kind of got to be there yourself and then, and then you you know, and you got to. I guess you make sure you don't project. If, if you're, if you're, if you are that kind of person that never does anything. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Kids hear that. Can't, 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 can't. You raise kids that can't do things. No. You you say let's do, let's do, let's do. Then you get kids that are that are doers. Right. And and they're participators. And you know, I grew up with a, an introverted mother. You know, my mom would was never the type who would. Um, want to get up on the stage or would want to, Mm -hmm. you know, even be in charge of something, you know, she would rather just be helping, you know, Mm -hmm. with something. Um, But she always encouraged me, you know, by helping me put outfits together for costumes. And, you know, Mm -hmm. she was so creative and the things that we did. And, you know, she instilled a real sense of that, you know, just having fun and not being too cool for stuff. Mm-hmm. And even though she was introverted, it wasn't a thing where she felt that she was above that or too yeah. cool. It's just that she wasn't going to, you know, put on some crazy outfit and get up there like I do. But she always encouraged me in that and wanted me to have fun and to be involved. But she would go to the event. Oh, she yes. would clap she and participate there. and laugh. And so we're not saying make your kids get up and sing in the talent show. No. But we're saying, you know, when, when there are people in the talent show, um, stand up, clap, sing along, whatever they're doing. It's, yeah. it's sort of like I'm saying, I guess it's, it's don't be, you know, you know your kid, you know what, what they, where their where their talents and their interests lie, not every kid is going to be one that goes up there and performs or or that is the ringleader of, right. of some kind of, some kind of activity. But for them to be involved in the activity, and I see that I see that even in the youth group that there are kids that play the games, and then there's the kids that sit along the wall. And when you think you know you the kids sit along the wall, some of them are happy just to watch, some of them are truly enjoying it just as much watching. But you know what the problem with that is? When they decide they're not going to participate, then it hurts everybody else's experience. Right. Like even minimal participation is it's 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 um it's more unselfish than when you say I'm just going to sit back here and watch. You know, take that to another level. Take that to take that to church. You know, when when people are are happy just to be spectators. And to not con- not contribute by participating in any meaningful way, then that hurts the body, right? Because they're just coming basically to, to for for their own edification, not for the edification of the body. When they're when when there's singing going on, 
I mean, you, you know, and that'll be another one of our topics. We talk more about singing, but when the singing is going on, I, everybody needs to hear everybody singing. Or it is, or this congregational singing is not congregational. And so, I think that's something you need to talk to your kids about is that, you know, somebody planned this, somebody put this together. Mm-hmm. It's discouraging for people whenever you're not a good enough sport to participate in what in what they've planned. Right. It's selfish. And I mean, I guess one of the things we're trying to teach our children to do is to be considerate. And so, and there's a lot of things in life where you're going to have to participate. And, the, and and to be a doer and a joiner and and those sorts of things, especially later when they're going to have to when they're going to rely on, you know, we we're talking now about are you going to do the motions at vacation Bible schools during the music? That's kind of what we're talking about with your children. That's what you're encouraging them to do. Later on, those very same types of things will will be um, those will turn into qualities of an employee. Mm-hmm. Those things will turn into how how you are as a dad, you know. So those things are really important. They so you're shaping their little heart in the way that they perceive things and the way that they engage in things. And you think, well, it's no big deal if they don't want to participate. But it but see, you you set them down a course, and when you set them down that course, they stay on that course unless someone gets them off that course. I mean, you're setting them on the course. You get them off. You get them on that course. And that, that that can make a real difference in something that happens 20 years down the line, exactly. the type of person they are. Yeah. And, you know, it takes time. I think it takes some time. You know, if your child's going through one of those phases where they're very self-conscious and they, and they don't want to participate, I just think you have to just keep encouraging them to do it. Lead by example. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be a participator yourself. Mm-hmm. And be involved in what they're doing. Encourage them to be a part of things. And when you see them doing things that are, that are, um, you know, when they're being considerate of other people in that way, being enthusiastic about an activity or, um, you know, hamming it up a little bit or something like that, like make a big deal out of it. Talk about how awesome that is and let them see how much you enjoyed them enjoying something. Right. And, and that encourages them, you know, that, that there was a good outcome from me, you know, jumping in there and doing something, Yeah. you know, and you, you just don't want your kids to miss out on fun things because they're too self-conscious to join in. Yeah. And you're telling them, well, you know, he just doesn't do things like that. Well, what, what if he decided he wanted to do something like that? One of those times that you've convinced him that that's not the kind of person he is. Right. Yeah. Be careful about that. <laughs> Because you don't want to, you don't want to put that in their mind that they're not that that they're a certain kind of person. Yeah. Because they're not. That's one thing that's frustrated me my whole life, is people that have that when people tell me what I'm like, you know. That's bothered you before too. When people just say, "Oh, you know, Chad's this way, this way, and this way," mm-hmm. and you're just like, "You don't know him." Yeah, you 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 think you do, but you don't really know what well, Chad is like. Well, you know, like. and you and you hear it sometimes when you when you hear it like a little five year old will come up to you and and they'll say, "I'm shy." They'll say that to you, 
Well, they're repeating what some adult yeah. has said shy to them. Shy kids don't walk up and talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> so so some adult has said that so much in front of the child whenever the child yeah. won't speak or whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's shy. He's shy. Yeah. He's and shy. you're like, no, he's rude. He's rude. You made a rude kid. All right? <laughs> you say shy. I say, I don't like that guy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like the, I like your shy, rude kids. They're they're sweet. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help you make them nice, and we're gonna start that by you, you're gonna help them uh, participate in things. Yeah, yeah. Teach your kids that they're not too cool for anything. Right. It will serve them well in life. I promise. Okay, we're almost out of time. We're at twenty eight minutes and twenty two seconds. Okay, let's wrap it up because we're gonna keep them under a half hour. We're gonna half hour podcast. Tune in again tomorrow night, May Madness, and we'll pick another number of the thirty one things to teach your kids. And I'm sure this will be a very controversial topic, right? Tonight's topic? Yeah, this is controversial. I can I can think of all sorts of people that'll be like saying, You guys are saying this and this and this and this and you're wrong. So yeah. leave a comment. Get mad at us. Let's get some dialogue going. All right. <laughs> be a participator. Yeah, participate in this. <laughs> They're like, No, I'm not doing it. I'm gonna get my arms crossed. You're too cool, aren't you? Yeah. I am too cool to comment. <laughs> on your blog or on your podcast so all right well it's been great that's we're out of time all right we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to may madness on your mom has a blog.com <laughs> the podcast <laughs>